Good evening. This is what's happening in your world tonight. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. Hey everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy news update. Roger Federer, man, he loves the grass. The Swiss star emerged victorious in his 40th career victory versus longtime rival Rafa Nadal, beating the Spaniard in the second men's semi at Wimbledon in four sets, 7-6, 1-6, 6-3, and 6-4. The match took three hours and two minutes to complete. Federer was a plus-130 dog at the books. Next up, Federer will take on number one seed Novak Djokovic in Sunday morning's Wimbledon men's final. Djokovic defeating Roberto Abusto Agu in four sets, 6-2. 4-6-6-3-6-2 in the first semifinal today. Dating back to last year's Wimbledon run, the 32-year-old Djokovic boasts a 31-1 record, his lone loss in the French Open semis this year. Federer and Djokovic have met 47 times in their illustrious careers. Djokovic holding a 25-22 edge, including victories at Wimbledon's title match in 2014 and 2015. Federer seeking his ninth Wimbledon crown and 21st Grand Slam title while the 32-year-old Djokovic, the defending champ, is seeking his fifth Wimbledon championship and 16th major overall. Right now, the betting line, Djokovic the favorite, minus 185, and Federer is the underdog at plus 165. The women's final slated for Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Number 11, Serena Williams taking on number 7, Simona Halep. It's Serena's 11th Wimbledon final, and she holds a 9-to-1 edge in head-to-head matches against Simona Halep, including victories in five straight games. Odds out from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, Serena Williams, now minus 200, Alep plus 163. As collective bargaining negotiations are set to begin, team owners are breaching an idea of an 18-game NFL regular season, but a 16-game limit per player. In search of new revenue streams, the NFL have long believed to be interested in expanding the regular season slate. The two extra games could generate roughly $2.5 billion in league revenue. The NFL and NFLPA have scheduled three negotiation sessions for July 17th to July 19th, according to ESPN. Oakland Raiders offensive tackle Richie Incognito getting a two-game ban for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. He was involved in multiple off-field incidents last year. The Houston Rockets have agreed on a one-year deal with free agent center Tyson Chandler, and they might not be done there. The Rockets are pursuing a trade with the Memphis Grizzlies to land swingman Andre Iguodala. Houston could use the veteran two-way star off the bench following Thursday's blockbuster acquisition of Russell Westbrook. The 35-year-old was dealt from Golden State to Memphis in a cap move back on June 30th, while the Grizzlies anticipating flipping him before the season begins. Russell Westbrook, we know that big trade that went down to the Houston Rockets Thursday night. Here's how the betting odds shake down after the move. At DraftKings Sportsbook after the moves, the Rockets were 15-1 to to win it all. Now they're plus 750, and the NBA over season over under wins houston was 51 and a half now they're up to 52 and a half wins in the mlb the new york yankees gm brian cushman uh, cashman says his team will be without pitcher Luis severino for six more weeks and their ace could move to the bullpen role when he does return to action this season according to mlb network the yankees can also rely on him as a 75 pitch starter to limit his workouts severino is yet to throw a pitch this year due to shoulder and lat injuries one game live right now, Pittsburgh and the Cubbies. Cubbies up one to nothing, bottom of the seven. In the NHL, the Columbus Blue Jackets, amongst the teams that have spoken to Mitch Marner's agent about a possible offer sheet. The Leafs say it's a foregone conclusion they will match any offer sheet for Marner. The Carolina Hurricanes plucking one of the best free agents available. They've agreed to terms with forward Ryan Dezingle on a two-year deal worth $6.75 million. The 27-year-old had a great year. Career highs and goals, 26 and 56 points over 78 games with the Ottawa Senators and Columbus Blue Jackets. Jack Hughes, officially a New Jersey Devil. The club signed the top overall pick to a three-year entry-level contract that carries a max value of $925,000 and a year-plus bonuses. 
round two of the Scottish Open from North Berthwick's Renaissance Club. Uh, tune up to the Open Championship. We have a three-way tie now at 14 under par. Bernd Wiesberger, Lee Slattery, and Eric Van Ruin all share the lead right there. It's a real tight tournament. Also round two of the John Deere Classic from TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois. Johnny Vegas, the clubhouse leader, Andrew Landry on the course, and he just tied the lead at 13 under. He is through 13 holes. Just one game in the CFL tonight, Winnipeg hosting Toronto. Bombers, huge 14.5 point favorites over under 51.5 game time, 8.30 Eastern. Six more in the NBA Summer League. Next up on the betting docket, 6 o'clock, OKC minus 11 versus Croatia. They're covering numbers 167.5. And MLB, we're back tonight with games. Next game on the docket, 6.05 action. We have the Washington Nationals minus 150 at Philadelphia, 9.5. Strasburg versus Pavetta is your pitching matchup. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat Rage Radio. Stick around, everybody. We'll break down the betting board and have a whole lot of fun on Friday. Coming up, Red Heat and Rage, Hour 1. Stick around, everybody. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Back to live action, fellas. Let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage. Our radio has a begun. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenci. He is Cam Stewart, the raging redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart, although I am full of rage. Uh, horrible, horrible, um, horrible performance last night uh, by the BC Lions. Um, that's on me. And then an absolutely positively brutal Brutal beat this morning on uh, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal as I have over 39 and a half games played. And of course, it finishes at 39. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. It was a great match. Roger Federer is a badass, but. He sure is. Man, uh, you, can you, know what can it was? you believe that, Ken? Yeah, I no, got 13 I, I, games in the first in the first set. Dude. Oh, I can believe it. I was watching it with Lisa, and I got to be honest, Gabe, uh, after last night, I got smoked as well with BBC. I'm grinding today on the horse track, and I'll tell you something. Betting horses is a hell of a lot better than betting loser teams in the CFL. The Lions are pathetic. But as for the tennis match, it was interesting. And the reason you didn't win was because of the second set, the 6-1 set. It was funny because once the player got the advantage right there, it's like, you know what? He's so damn good. I'm not even going to try to come back this set and try to battle later on, which is unbelievable because when these guys play together, it's always 7-6, you know, tiebreaker. So the fact that even you had one match with a 6-1 is a problem. I'm with you. That was a good bet that uh, went awry. These books put up numbers for reasons, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you, man, no. i got to give Roger Federer all the credit in the world. He is a grass maven, and he'll be, uh, as I mentioned, we got the odds. He's plus 165 versus Djokovic, but Djokovic, Looks absolutely fantastic. I watched part of that match, too. Roberto Abusta Agut has been great this tournament, but uh, Djokovic just gave him a clinic. He's a special, special player. You know what's annoying is earlier in the week, I, I a fan duel had a prop up. Roger Federer versus Djokovic in the final, plus 150, and I told Ranieri, yeah. this is going to cash, uh, but I didn't get out to the book. I end up betting on the BCC Lions, and yep. uh, the, rest, yep. the rest is history. Listen, it was bad money management on my behalf. I put three picks on that football game last night. And, you know, man, BC were absolutely pathetic. They're horrible. Uh, the total should have, could have gotten there if BC didn't go two and out 22 times in a row and score three freaking points. 
don't even know what to say. Oh, it was yeah, very no frustrating. Adjustments, no adjustments, horrible offensive line. I, I like Clay Brooks, too, but he's a defensive coach. Their offense looks pathetic. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. No, it's, it's I got to be honest with you, Gabe, the have and the have nots in the CFL. Like it, it's kind of like baseball. It looks very top heavy right now. You got Winnipeg and, you know, the bottom feeders like Toronto and BC seem so far behind the likes of Hamilton, Winnipeg, all these other teams. Hell, even Saskatchewan, Calgary's been better. Like it just looks like there's everybody. Then you got BC and Toronto right at the bottom of the pack. It's not good for the league either. No, it's um, not. Not in when a league you, like that. When you consider... The three worst teams in the league are in the biggest cities. Yep. Like, it's amazing. Like, Toronto struggle to get fans. The Lions struggle to get fans. And it doesn't help Montreal. when they get smoked on their home field all the time. Correct. Uh, and that, that's what's going on here. Um, listen, Montreal battled last week. I like the Alouette plus the points tomorrow. Well, we'll get to that and more. Papano joins us next. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Everything else in between, we appreciate uh, you joining us. It's uh, the end of an era, uh, and uh, somewhat uh, the end uh, of an era. Of course, uh, this show's been on. You know what? To be honest, though, uh, Cam, man, this show this show has been on uh, pretty much at every time of the day, hasn't it been? It's like, been a I, lot. <laughs> I, I think we were on at noon or something like that at one point. Yeah. Like, I remember we were on in the morning or afternoon, like sort of noon or one o'clock or something. Nights when at we nine. were doing it out of Toronto. We were doing it at nighttime because I remember we were on when Coughlin Diamond won the race. Yeah, we were happier times. I think. I, think <laughs> I, was, dream, yeah. about the, I, I dream about the. I dream about the. Honestly, and it, I don't want to watch that race. Retsy, I, oh, it's, it, that was so nice. Like, those were. I watched. I watched the uh, race a couple of Saturdays ago when I was drunk. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Reminiscing. I don't blame yeah. you. I don't blame man, you. We smoked the field that night, man. Like it was, I remember shit, watching man. you. I, I went up there and I go, is this horse going wire to wire? And he just kept on going and going and going and stretching it. And the call was the best. Oh, my God. Wire to like it was just, like, And I looked at the time. I'm like, God, man. Yeah, Gary Guy. That, Gary, yeah, Gary Guy, Gary Guy, yeah, Guy even said conflict diamond. Like, diamond. Yeah, like wow, whoa. Like, <laughs> that was one time Gary Guy was like our best friend. It was amazing, and uh, it was a night they didn't even blow up the tote board as bad as some of the other nights too. It still went off at like you know it was even money or whatever, but totally destroyed the field. Uh, yeah, those are happy times. I'm with okay, you, Gabe. So. Uh, it, yeah, we're, let's let we're going to move forward, but I, okay, I still so. have a lot of angst towards the CFL. But we'll get into that uh, yeah, as yeah, the show yeah, progresses. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And so so uh, we were on at four o'clock. Though we've been on at four o'clock for the last I don't know year or two, whatever. Yeah. Um, and um, now, of course, we're on at five o'clock. Uh, but starting on uh, Monday, uh, we will be broadcasting this show uh, from the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Meadowlands uh, racetrack, and um, and then we'll be doing uh, the uh, the weeknight live in play show with a bunch of contributors. 
uh, from the network and uh, wager talk and more. Um, so, um, you know, football season's around the corner. Everything's starting to ramp up. Programming is starting to get uh, settled uh, for the football season, which is uh, really around the corner. The preseason starts in about three weeks' time. Let's bring in Babano right now, who's uh, handicapping the CFL on a weekly basis that's already uh, started. And Babano, uh, me and Cam were talking earlier about the pathetic, embarrassing display uh, put forth last night uh, by the BC Lions. That's pretty much the best way to sum it up. I mean, it was an absolute uh, uh, annihilation. Uh, it was a dismantling, and it looked like they didn't even belong uh, on the same field as the Edmonton Eskimos last night. And it's funny you mentioned uh, the embarrassment uh, that it was. Uh, those were words that Devon Claybrooks, the head coach, and Mike Riley, the quarterback, used to describe that performance after last night's game. So we'll see what the Lions have to try to bounce back from this when they play uh, in Saskatchewan next week. But their offensive line, yeah, I thought Toronto's offensive line was the worst in the CFL. Uh, BC's making a run for, the, for their money. Uh, they're this making a run worse. for that spot. Yeah, exactly, Cam. Yeah, I worse. mean, uh, Toronto's is bad. I, I, I think what I saw at a BC last night was even worse. I mean, they could not keep Riley uh, clean. Uh, they could not give him any time whatsoever. An Eskimo lineman in on him constantly. Uh, no, not no time whatsoever afforded to him to step up in the pocket. The defense, they held in there for a bit, but eventually Trevor Harris started to pick them apart. It was just a brutal, embarrassing performance. And if BC play, if the Lions start wondering and think, thinking to themselves, why can't we draw fans to our home games anymore? Maybe start looking at pathetic performances like last night as a reason why. Yeah, and it's a problem. I brought that up earlier. Um, you know, you look at the, the larger markets in the Canadian Football League and the, and the teams aren't very good, and specifically they don't play well at home. But you brought it up before as far as the Argonauts are concerned, Babano, and they really don't have a home field advantage. Let's be real. There is no home field advantage. And I would say the same thing for the BC Lions for one reason or another. You know, the stadium's big. You've only got about 20, 22,000 people in there. It's like half empty. It kills the atmosphere, even though it's a beautiful stadium and it's, it looks nice on TV. It's not loud. I mean, you can hear like a 10-year-old kid, let's go, BC, um, like on the mic last night. You know what I mean? It's not normal. We can hear individualistic fans going, oh, shit, and stuff like that. Like, like you can hear you can hear a pin drop in that stadium. There's no atmosphere. Like, BC were actually a bit better on the road uh, this year than they have been at home, but Nevertheless, speaking of bad football teams, uh, we have a bad football team tonight with the Toronto Argonauts uh, going to Winnipeg tonight. Yeah, BC plays a very cavernous state, uh, stadium. It's not a great facility for football, but uh, just one of the reasons why it's tough for BC to gain any sort of home field advantage. And the lack of attendance is a big problem as well. Uh, when you look at the Toronto-Winnipeg game, I'm looking at a situation oh, 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 where here. Where are with you, the, I'm on the GO train right now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next stop, Mimico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. train. Yeah, oh, I'm on the go train. I knew Gabe. You should have asked me. I knew it was the go train. I could hear. Oh, you did. You heard it, sir. Yeah, I know I like those sounds. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Next stop. Ding. Yeah, exactly. Where are you coming from? Yeah, I mean, Kelly. What, what, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you on the I'm heading to. I'm heading to Toronto to uh, meet up with uh, Jimmy the Bag and his group. There, he's doing his little SBR party thing tonight in oh. Toronto. So I'm going to go down there for a few hours. Spend a couple hours there with that. Uh, I think Sonny Vega, our boy, might even be there. So we'll have to see if we uh, he makes an appearance as well. But uh, Toronto-Winnipeg tonight, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a busy weekend. Then I got the Ticat game tomorrow. But uh, Argos and Bombers, I like the under tonight in this game. It's 51 and a half. I don't know how Toronto's going to score and move the football on this Winnipeg team uh, tonight. Uh, Matt Nichols is going to be back. I uh, missed the, or I got injured last week against Ottawa. I had to leave that game. He'll play. Adam Big Hill will play on the Winnipeg defense. I talked about BC's offensive line not being very good. Toronto's isn't uh, all that much better. Uh, they've had trouble protecting. McLeod Bethel Thompson, not a mobile quarterback. They struggled to move the ball last week. Uh, I could see Toronto having a real tough time moving that football here in this game uh, against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So question is, is Winnipeg going to run it up? I don't know about that. You know, Winnipeg's very good. We saw it last week against Ottawa. When they have a lead in the fourth quarter, they really chew the clock, run the football, really time-consuming drives. Uh, Winnipeg's really good at that. So I think that can help you with staying, if this game staying under the total. What are you doing with this game tonight, Kevin? Uh, to be honest with you, Gabe, um, <laughs> I want to have a strong Toronto. feel for it. Uh, no, I, 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 I got to be honest with you. I, I feel beaten and uh, crushed by this league. I've made some very good bets, and now I'm. This is the problem when you do things with teasers and all this other stuff. Now you regroup with smart plays, trying to get what you got back before, which was a pathetic performance. I think it's too many points with the Argos. And to Babano's point, Gabe, you know you like to take these teasers to the over. Well, the last four games, by my recollection, have gone under. Every under the last week, it was every dog to the under. Yeah. And last yeah. night it was the favorite to the under. But I think 14 and a half is a lot of points. But who knows? Like, I, like let's is be it? honest, like I watch a CFL game now. It's like I'd rather be betting on horses right now because <laughs> I make more money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just the facts. For, for me, it would be Winnipeg or pass. But I've yeah, got to pick a lot of my points. spots. I, I loaded up last night. I thought it would be a high-scoring game. What are you going to do? BC's offense was freaking pathetic. pathetic. Like Bano said, they couldn't protect them. The thing like is, he had like 1.2 seconds, like every and, damn but, no, play. And I'm not going to blame Riley. I'm not going to blame Riley, but here's the thing. So, no, but he's, a, he's pretty inaccurate, too, this he, year. Like, you know, he's no, missing I, a lot of guys. I'm not just, yes. First of all, that's kind of my double point. My point is this. You have the worst offensive lineman in the league, Babano. We've been watching football a long time. Adjustments. Quick little hitters. Screens. They don't. They just let their quarterback. These guys had every type of scheme. Edmonton, like BC's right. offensive line performances. Part of the goal is to go. Okay, well, this isn't working. This is how we're going to adjust to it to get better. They didn't. They just sat there and got beat up, which was more frustrating to watch. Then you look at Riley. He's regressed. I hate to say it, Marancy. All those years of getting pummeled, he looked slower, confused. Remember, the guy's been hit a lot, right? I'm just saying, maybe going back to BC, not such a great thing. Like, there's a lot of question marks with that team. And I got to tell you, figure it out, guys, because uh, Edmonton, they didn't even have to bring their whole house to sack you. It is a concern, and I will be fading the Lions every single week until they favor the, figure this out, Gabe. Yeah, excellent point. I brought it up last night. Who's the offensive coordinator at BC, Babano? Uh, offensive coordinator is Jarius Jackson right now. So, you know, oh, he looks like he's a little bit in over his head right now with uh, trying to formulate a, a plan for this Lions offense. It's, it's worth noting, guys. That, no, I was just going to say, it's worth noting Mike right. Riley was not good in the second half of last season for Edmonton. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All-Star break. It's over, guys. MLB is back in the swing. Swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball with DailyRoto.com. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer user to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament. Become one of the countless number of people that won thousands of dollars playing DFS. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. You'll get lineup alerts, projected ownerships, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the daily lineup optimizers that have produced millions. That's 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get a special 10% discount today, Gabe. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to play a little DFS uh, baseball uh, tonight. We'll go over some DFS sure. uh, plays of the night a little bit later on. Might even get in on a little CFL. Uh, DFS over at DraftKings. Uh, meanwhile, over at FanDuel Sportsbook, 6 o'clock Eastern, Croatia and Oklahoma City Thunder. We've been riding the Croats. Uh, they've been pretty good to us, as have the Chinese in the summer leagues. Croatia and China are participating in the summer league in Vegas, their national teams. But it's not their full national teams. It's sort of their developmental national teams. The, the national teams minus the real NBA guys, we should say. Um, listen, Croatia were getting 14 and a half the other night. And they ended up uh, they ended up losing by eight. It's down to eleven and a half. It, it's I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Croatia's a little a little bit. Uh, it's not a ton of points. Eleven and a half. I still lean Croatia against Oklahoma City, but they just played the other day. Now Oklahoma City were down all game, and they smoked them in the fourth quarter, like thirty-one to eight or something like that. So they're not going to take them lightly tonight. Uh, but I do like China. Uh, China again, Cam. It was 17 and a half. I see it's dropped to 16 and a half right now. China's at 6:30 Eastern against the Phoenix Suns, and we see China was up by three or four on Milwaukee at the half, and then Milwaukee lit them in the second half. But China can hang around. It's just it's a lot of freaking points. It's going to come down to the number, but I'll say China loses by 13 or something like that. I think China covers again. Yeah, they've been good. You talked about it. Croatia, China, all these countries. You know, people are just assuming. These NBA teams are going to rock their worlds. Well, it hasn't happened like that. You're getting inflated points, but a very good note. You're not getting a good side of the number with Croatia anymore. 14 and a half, 15. Exactly. Yes. Now you're getting 11. And what do we do? We're not, we're, we're not doing insanity. The same thing, repeating, uh, you know, bad decisions. You lay off or you go on the other side and it's laying off. I'm taking a horse. Uh, race seven at Gulfstream going off in two minutes, Gabe. It's uh, named after a hockey player, Jaeger. Jaeger, as for Jeremy, Jeremy Jaeger, he is five to one right now, the nine horse at Gulf Street. Or, or Jaegermeister, yeah, if you like it cold on the rocks, Jaeger, great jockey. Is too. it Jaegermeister or Jaeger? Oh, just Jaeger. No, no, he's just, I, I call it Jaegermeister, isn't it? Jaegermeister? I don't know why, but I think it might be Jaegermeister. Is it Jaeger or Jaeger? Jer- yeah, I don't think or it's Jagger. Jagger. It's not Jaegermeister. It's not Mick Jaegermeister, no. What is it, Babano? Is it Jaegermeister? Jaegermeister, what is it? I think Jager it's Jaeger. Jaeger? Jaeger. Like Chuck Jager. Jaeger? Yeah, like Chuck Jaeger. Yeah, okay. Jager. Yeah, I think it, more people call it Jager Bomb, though. The Jager Bomb. Uh, Jager Bomb. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, it's tough. Depends what part of the world you're in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Bomb. no, I, I, can, I think it's like Jagger bomb. There, there's a correct term, but I think in in America and Canada, it's sort of like some people like it's tomato tomato type stuff. Although yeah. nobody calls it tomato a tomato. I call it tomato. It's a you tomato. It, no, who's yeah, who no, says no. tomato? You know who says tomatoes? Brits. 
hey, you got the tomato ketchup? Like, those those guys. Like, it's not us. Tomato is a British thing. Not Tomato is North American. Tomato. I say tomato when I'm trying to be fancy. Yeah, Yager. Yeah, yeah. it's spelled like Yarmir Yager. Yeah, it's Yager. Uh, like so, it's named Yager. After. so, yeah, the horse is he's from yeah, the Czech yeah, Republic. Uh, it's he, a Czech horse. I think, he, I think he's a Florida horse, but he's got a Czech name, Gabe. But uh, uh, Yager job. played it. I guess Yager played in Florida. He must be a Panther fan. Could be. He's a, he, he, I'll tell you one thing. He's racing at Gulfstream. That's a Florida track, baby. Go, Yager. Paul Paul Bovey's tweeting out horse picks. I'll let you know what he likes. But all right, yeah, Pagano. So like- just yeah. for the record here tonight, guys, for me, it'd be Winnipeg or pass. Uh, you guys are talking about the under. I'm not going to get in your way uh, okay. and, uh, and argue with you about it. I don't trust. I can't trust the Argos. I would be surprised if the Bombers smash them. Uh, but I don't love the game tonight at all. And my confidence a little rattled after last night. You know, I, I don't like laying 14 and a half points, and I don't want to take 14 and a half points with this bad football team. But tomorrow's games are intriguing, Babano. Let's start off with the Montreal Alouettes and the Ottawa Red Blacks. Adams Jr., uh, I think hold he's on, a pretty Babano. good quarterback. What are you yep. saying, Yang? Hold, hold on, Babano. Um, People, uh, I'm seeing, I'm getting messages here that people cannot hear Babano. Really? Hello? Oh, God. All right. All right. Sorry, Babano. Go ahead, Babano. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Yeah, no problem. Uh, Just going to say I like Montreal to move the ball. I think they'll move the ball well. I like what I saw to stand back, the running back, uh, Quan Bray at Cunningham, the receivers. Ottawa's defense is really underwhelmed a little bit this season. They haven't played as well as I thought. So 51, the total, it's dropped, I think, because there's a threat of rain in Ottawa tomorrow, but that's not going to scare me. It's a low number. Uh, I think both offenses will move the ball. I lean Montreal plus points, but I like the over more. Cam, what are your thoughts on this game tomorrow? I kind of, uh, it's really tough. I like Ottawa, but Gabe, but by right around the number. I think they win probably between seven and ten points. The number's nine. The thing I love about your uh, Alouettes, Morency, is their fight. Like, when I watch uh, BC play, it's pathetic. They're, they they quit. They don't try. Uh, Montreal, for a team with lacking talent, I agree with Bobano what he said a couple weeks ago, too. The brass, the way they're building that team from scratch, Kahari Jones and good people in the league who people like and have been around the CFL, you can respect that. You know what I mean? And these guys go out and bust their balls every week. If Ottawa didn't lose to Winnipeg, I'd probably be leaning towards Montreal. But I, I think Ottawa, it's a very, very good number in line. And I kind of like, uh, to be honest with you guys, I like the over in the game over than the under. I think Montreal will be able to score on Ottawa's D and vice versa. I think there's going to be some points. 51 to me is low in this football game, Gabe. It is low at 51. I agree with both you guys. You know, the one thing with the Alouettes, you mentioned it last night, like BC, BC were getting like, not, you know, they didn't just lose. They got beat up. Like the, yeah. the pocket was collapsing. Guys were yeah. like running they up didn't over. Show up. It, it was pathetic. They just got like literally beat up. Yep. Like the Alouettes, they'll they fight run. you. Like literally. Like if it's getting out of hand and stuff. They go like, like they don't like it. Like they'll, they'll, they don't quit. They have fight in them. One of their executives just died like a couple hours ago too. Um, so they're going to have a you know, they're going to have a little inspiration going to this game. I'm concerned because I think that Ottawa's offense is going to do some damage here. Mm-hmm. But Charles defense is suspect. Um, that offense is clicking right now with Davis and Ottawa. I like the over, but at the same point in time, man, little Vernon Adams makes plays cam. He does, you know, VA uh, in the house and the Alouettes have fight. And another thing that I like, it's not a real road game. You know what I mean? For the Alouettes. 
it's, you know, they're probably taking the train. You know what I mean? They're going to be there in an hour and a half, an hour and 50. Like, it's, you know, there'll be Alouette fans there. I also find, and you get, you know, you think I'm crazy, guys, but I'm telling you. And look at last week, that Argo-BC game. What time was that game at? Like, the exact same time. As this 7.30. It was a 7.30 start. 7 o'clock. Was it, was it, it was an pretty, earlier last week? It might, it, no, it was uh, it was right around early evening because I remember betting it. It was 7 yeah, o'clock. I think it was seven 5 o'clock kickoff. Was it? I thought or it was four. just. Uh, yeah. But I'm telling four? you, yeah, these afternoon games in the CFL, guys, they're, they're close. It's hot as hell. I used to go to all those Argo games on Saturday afternoon and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had so one bitch about the total with these games. If you'll notice, Saturday afternoon games in that hot Canadian sun, man, under. it goes it goes under. Like the players aren't oh. used to it. Like football's not a summer sport. A lot of these guys haven't played. Like even though they're from the south and stuff, they're not used to playing a game in like uh, in the summer. It's hot as hell sometimes, man, in these stadiums, and with the gear on and everything. I'm telling you, just these Saturday afternoon games. There's not a lot of blowouts. Um, I've noticed this trend over the years. I think the Alouettes, I think they go back and forth, man. I like the over more than the Alouettes, but I like the Owls plus nine. And then we have tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, the game that Babano will be going to is a Hamilton Tiger Cats season ticket holder. The Tiger Cats minus four against the visiting Calgary Stampeders, the uh, Great Cup champion Stampeders, over-unders 55. Who's starting at quarterback Babano for Calgary tomorrow? It's going to be Nick Arbuckle again, and I'll give the guy credit. He's, you know, he was tremendous coming off the bench for Mitchell two weeks ago to come back to beat BC, and he was excellent last week on the road against a pretty decent Saskatchewan defense, 37 points. He was pinpoint accurate, three incomplete passes for the entire game. Just outstanding from Arbuckle. He's been really good. Uh, you can't take anything away from him. How is he going to do now? Second straight road game, we'll see, but uh, I've been impressed with him. Uh, Calgary's defense, though, is still very, very banged up. Uh, going into this game, second straight road game outside the division now. Calgary's owned Hamilton. I can't even remember the last time Ticats beat the Stampeders, but I think this is our best chance. The problem is I was hoping to lay pick them to minus three. I don't know about minus four. And this thing actually opened minus six on Hamilton. There's been some Calgary money coming in. Just Calgary plus points, I'm sure, is attractive to a lot of people. But, you know, I think Arbuckle will move the ball. I think Hamilton's offense will really play well. It's another game I think we'll see some points in it. It's a little higher, the total, 54 and a half, 55. But I know they played in Hamilton last year, these two teams. I think it was 38-24. It was a very high-scoring game. Uh, Calgary's defense banged up, but they did play well last week. I think Hamilton will do much better against them. We'll go over the total. And if Hamilton dropped down to minus three, I'm interested. I'm not really all that loving it, though, at minus four. All right, hang in here, Babano. We'll uh, we'll see if Babano has any baseball picks up for tonight, and then we'll let him go. Interesting game. Uh, Calgary with the big road win uh, last week. My gut tells me Hamilton. Uh, I like but, Hamilton. I like Hamilton. Yeah. Tough, though. Eight late points. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening.
Oh, breaking news. The Cleveland State Vikings. Vikings? Yeah. Yeah, they, they just fired their basketball coach, Dennis oh. Felton. Ooh. He, he gone. Uh, <laughs> he, he gone. Great straight. Great like time Cleveland to fire State. your coach. Yeah, Dennis I know. Like, like, what are you doing? July, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle of the yeah. summer. I, hey, I coach, get fired. Hey, kids, let's go to Walmart. We'll pick up some uh, tires. You know, we're going down to the lake. I'm sorry, coach. You're fired. Uh, I wouldn't be making that trip. Oh, okay. Thanks, guys. So the Cleveland State Vikings. What do you want from the guy? Give me a break. I I got to tell you, I'm just speculating. I don't know anything, but something (laughs) something happened. Yeah, it sounds very weird. No no college, like, athletic director wants to spend, like, even, like, I'm thinking more like the athletic director cab is like fishing right now and like some like you know, lake yeah. in Ohio. He's like, oh, life's good here, you know. Like, you know, <laughs> nice recruiting class, life's good. It's like, oh God, the coach did what? Who what? Like, oh God. <laughs> like, you know, who fires their coach on July tenth, like in the middle of That's the summer, what whatever saying. the date is. Like, I don't I don't understand this, but uh anyways. All right, before we let Babado go. So um, Hamilton, um, Hamilton and Calgary uh, tomorrow, sort of the uh, the it's the high profile fun game of the week. Um, four points, you know. Like I said, my gut tells me Hamilton plays well. Like Calgary, Calgary played well last week on the road. Are they going to win back to back road games? They're more than capable of it. And Babano, you told me the other night that uh, Calgary had been successful as well, right, at Hamilton. I can't even remember the last time we beat this team. Regular season, playoffs, of course, we had the one year in the Great Cup. We played them 2014, I should say. We didn't win that one either. So uh, we've had a tough time, but uh, this is our best chance, I think, to beat them. Because, you know, for Calgary, think about the spot this is for them. They came back in miracle fashion to beat BC. They, They absolutely blew out Saskatchewan last week. Now you're on the road outside the division going east to play the Ticats, and you've dominated this team for years i'm not saying they're going to be flat and it's a lethargic spot or that they're going to play that way but if there's ever a game where they may not be sharp or crisp calgary maybe this is it and like i said i would lean hamilton as well i would like minus three not uh, the better number but even at minus four i'd lean that way and i do think we'll see points guys i'll tell you gabe and babano i think we're getting that line because of what arbuckle did against saskatchewan but we as we know that was kind of a soft spot for uh, saskatchewan Everybody was talking about Fajardo. Oh, he's the next coming, whatever. He was due for a bad game, right? So it was just one of those situations, like everyone on the riders, bad spot, Calgary kind of disrespected. And now I think you could flip the script. I think Hamilton should be, they're a better team, and it's going to be tough for Calgary to come uh, east. I think Hamilton uh, can cover this number, win by a touchdown plus. And they did, they weren't happy. Uh, Orlando Steinauer was saying, you know, we just, you know, we didn't seem we were crisp in that game. We feel felt like we sort of uh, disrespected our opponent because we had beaten them 41-10 the week before. Uh, that loss left a bad taste in their mouth, and uh, maybe they got a chance to rectify that this week against Calgary. So I'd expect the home team to show up. All right, Papano, before we get you out of here, uh, you, you're betting any baseball uh, tonight? If you take a look at the baseball board. No, nah, it's just a couple of games here and there with baseball. I don't dive in and uh, fire away at the board the first night after the All-Star break. But the San Francisco Giants are an intriguing underdog tonight, plus 170 against Milwaukee in the Battle of Andersons there. Uh, Chase and Sean Anderson. Uh, Chase Anderson's not been all that great. I mean, he's got a 4.5 ERA. Milwaukee didn't play sharp, good baseball going into the break. 
meanwhile, the Giants finally did start playing some better baseball going into the break. Uh, and it finally, it's like these guys that's clicked in their minds that there's this legendary Hall of Fame-bound manager, Bruce Bochy, is going to be gone at the end of the season. They better start playing some better baseball, start showing this guy some respect as he goes out the door. Uh, but the Giants are playing better. They're starting to hit. You know, this Sean Anderson for them has been decent. Uh, it's, it's a big price here, and you got to look at some of these underdogs this first night after the All-Star break. We saw it last night with Texas, and uh, I think that San Francisco might be a live pooch tonight. Bob Bano. Bano. Hey, guys, guess what, Gabe? There's two baseball games. There's Anderson versus Anderson and Gray versus Gray. Spelled yeah. the same. Oh, yeah. I like, by the way, I do I actually have an opinion on that one, too. Gray versus Gray. I like Sonny. Yesterday, my life was filled. Yeah, I like Cincinnati in that game uh, for the Reds. Plus 125. Uh, uh, Cincinnati's like team. Watch out for them. I think you'll be able to make some money with them. Hey, I'm, you know me, but bad. I'm always rocking the Reds, buddy. Go Reds. Ian Cameron, follow him on Twitter, at Babano. Thanks uh, for joining us, Babano. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Take care. Enjoy the game. Tonight. Babano uh, with uh, Sid Cam. Having a nice little meeting downtown, Marenzi, Babano. He's got uh, business meetings. Yeah, but it's, uh, Babano's always up. He's very secretive. Like, he wasn't going to tell us. <laughs> but we had to ask. Yeah, it's like, well, it's going downtown. He never tells us and, anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I feel, that's how I feel. I feel left out in the cold, Gabe. Feel like nobody cares. No one, no one tells us anything. No, eh? oh, no, it's just you and me doing the show here, buddy. Uh, so, oh, uh, yeah, you mentioned Anderson versus Anderson and Gray versus Gray. It's Gray. I gotta believe, Cam, that this is the first time in Major League Baseball history that there are two games with starting pitchers with the same last names. Yeah. I got to believe, on. unless it, Smith versus Smith, like, but like Anderson Smith versus Smith and Jones, Jones, nah, man, no, it's never, no, I, there's nothing bad thing like, yeah, <laughs> Rodriguez versus Rodriguez, Martinez and Martinez, I don't know, man, we'll get to the bottom uh, of this one, that's, where's the stats department, I guess it's us, or, uh, we gotta, <laughs> yeah, John, John, Johnson and Johnson, as Yang said, maybe a little Johnson. Yeah, maybe Johnson. I don't know. Listen, it's pretty- you got to believe over the years there's been a Hernandez versus Hernandez. Or, uh, yes. But two? Like brothers, have brothers ever pitched against each other? Uh, Livion and... Uh, oh, LeVon and- Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LeVon. And- what was his brother's name? There was two of them. El Duque. El Duque. What, what was his real name? Though? Orlando. Thank you. Yeah. Orlando. Yeah, the Yankees. Livion Hernandez was a psychopath. Oh, yeah. He was on. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, Gabe. The, the, the best thing about Morency is he worked for, like, the Montreal Expos. And if you go through, like, every guy on that team, there's probably more, like, like psychopaths per capita than, like, any other team. Oh, in, yeah, like, yeah. Really yeah like, you had Everett on your team. And, oh, my God. Like, crazy. Good tipper, though. Good. T- <laughs> I like that. Angry guy. Great tipper. Yeah. Excellent yeah. tipper. Who wants a yeah, bad Levon, tipper? LeVon Hernandez. He, uh, bad he, tipper. uh, he beat up an old man with like a with golf clubs, like in a road rage incident in Miami. That's not cool. No, it's old yeah, guy I know. With golf clubs. He <laughs> got into like a, he got into it with an old guy, and for some reason Hernandez like pulled golf clubs out of the trunk and started like swinging at him. Um, but it's funny because yeah, Hernandez <laughs> Hernandez lived right across the street from one of my sponsors. It was uh, it was like a, an Italian restaurant. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. 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 And basically, he ate the same thing like every day, they told me. 
Like, literally. They were like, it's insane. They're like, this guy's eating lasagna here every day of the season. Like, whenever they're not on the road, they said he comes in every day. And the lasagna was like eight bucks. And he'd put a 20 on the table and he wouldn't talk. And he'd just walk out. (laughs) Every day. And she goes, it's amazing. He tips me 12 bucks a day. Like, at the cash, the girl, he just, he doesn't want the change, Cam. Like, he didn't care. I like You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, he put the 20 and he, he got his lasagna every day, the same thing. And they were like, it was just funny. They're like, you know, it's kind of weird. Like Cuban dude eating lasagna every day. <laughs> like, you know. Hey, I bet they made a really good lasagna. He liked his lasagna. Oh, they yeah. did. I, I, lo- I love lasagna. And I'll tell you uh, something. We talk all about those little cheeses dirt. and stuff. Oh, exactly. In Montreal, they're great with cheese. They don't chintz out on the cheese, the layers, uh, all sorts of different types, too. God, I can't get a good lasagna. And I'll tell you something why you order lasagna, Gabe. It's a hard thing to make from home from scratch. We're always at a good Italian restaurant. Like I, That's why I don't order things like stir fries and stuff. I can make them at home. Making a good lasagna is tough. I always order what I can't make at home. That's what you do. Like so, pizza, I can't, you can't make it like the restaurant. It's impossible. So for sure, brothers have pitched against each other. I, I would think. That, and that, I don't know happened. if you're right. Like Gray right. Gray. Anderson, Anderson. Yeah, no, come on. There can't be anything like this. I'm looking right now, like ESPN stats and info, but they only have real important stuff here. They don't have this. Uh, Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic will square off in Sunday's Wimbledon Championship. It's their 16th meeting in a major. The most between two men in the open era. Wow. 16th meeting, man, in a major. Djokovic has a 9-6 edge in wins in the previous 15. I'll tell you one thing, Gabe. His strategy today worked against Nadal. It won't work against Djokovic. Like, the thing about Djokovic, too, he, he understands younger legs. He's a favorite for a reason. I really, really, really want to take Roger Federer at plus 165. But just watching Wimbledon and what uh, Djokovic has done, I don't think he could be stopped. Let's be real today. Listen, Roger Federer, his serve was on point today. It was. And, you know, he really... In the old days, like, he'd blow it past you and stuff. Man, that guy's powerful, though. Like, man, I'm seeing his finishing shots. I know. Like, he doesn't wind up. It's just like a wha-bam. Like, you see this little motion, Cam. Like, it was not like this big wind-up. It's just this, like, little, it's like a boxer. Ba-boom, ba-boom. Snap, And it's like kill shot, kill shot. Like, he's hitting kill shots against Rafael Nadal, one of the greatest players of all time. Nadal, he made Nadal look bad today. And Nadal could not serve. And Federer, though, instead of blowing it past them, I hate it. It's such like it's the dickhead move, but you can't stop it. Federer had that pin that pin placement, Cam. Like, you know what I mean? He was doing it to the extreme. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some guys, like Milos and stuff, will just boom it right at you. Right down in the middle. It's like, bro, yeah. you can't you can't return this. I'm hitting it 138 miles an hour. You know what You're Milos not will also do? No, what he'll do? Have a two-set lead and then lose three straight. Like, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want I don't want to mock somebody who's a professional athlete, but I've never seen a guy. Yes, and he's, we he's a pussy. This, he's he has got no, no killer kill, instinct. Yeah, no, I, I exactly like I. People are like he's a Canadian. I don't cheer for him. I like Shapovalov. I like the other kid. I don't like I don't like Mirlos Raonic. I don't like the way he plays. I don't like the way he finishes. It really bothers me actually. He like, needs an intervention, Milos. He needs something where someone it's like, dude, enough. no, but he needs a different that. coach. Where it's like, what are you happy about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they have to get it through because the kid's good enough to win. He could win a Grand Slam. Like, if you look at his career, 
it's almost a crime that he didn't steal an Aussie Open once or a U.S. Open here or something. You know what I mean? Because he's got the game to do it, but he doesn't have that. Like, that was the thing with Federer today where I was praying. I knew Cam because I did the math. I was like, oh, God, I got to break serve once and to get to my over. And you saw Federer. He wasn't even sweating, Cam. Like, do you ever see a guy? He didn't even look nervous. Like, even Nadal was swearing. And you saw Nadal started yelling at his coaches in the stands. And Nadal was, like, frustrated, like, showing emotion for real. Federer is just an assassin. Go five. Go. Come on. Get up there. I'll tell you, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Horse racing's tough, too, Gabe. Just like the CFL. It doesn't always go your way. <laughs> Traffic jam. But Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger, Roger Federer, greatest, greatest tennis player of all time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hands no, down. There's no even no dispute. Are you going to bet Federer tomorrow? But I, I, I really believe no. Djokovic wins. I think Federer was had a perfect, complete, total game today, and that's not happening tomorrow. But he's got a chance, Cam. Of course. Oh, he's definitely got a chance. Plus 165. It's worth a long, hard look. The surface is grass. I'm just saying. Yeah. If Djokovic, if Djokovic puts on his killer instinct and like wants to bury him, he will. It's all about Djokovic's mind. And you know what's crazy? If not for Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic would be the greatest player of all time. Yeah. And Nadal. All those guys. And, and Nadal's three. right there. You're right. Yep. And it's not. I'm not just saying this. I've heard like John McEnroe say that. I've heard like all the greats say, "Oh yeah, those three are the best to be ever to play the game. They're better than all of us." From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, our starting pitcher got rocked, but we have no one warming up in the bullpen because it's Friday, so <laughs> I'm going to hit Cam. Instead of being like Casey Stengel and an angry manager today, yep. you notice, like, even, like, Babano was muted. I was like, uh, uh, and I just oh, went yeah, on. Yeah, 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 I pulled yeah. I pulled a yeah. John Gibbons today. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, Yang's got a lot of stuff going on in their pit there. Yeah, well, you know, we're trying the best we can. <laughs> You know, when you're a grandpa, man, you got a lot of things going on. Today. He's been nothing but great for us. Hey, you us, guys man. did nothing a good but, job not taking me out of the game, baby. You know, yeah, let me we redeem always, myself, you know. We but always keep Bring yeah, out yeah. the little towel, let me wipe my brow and get back in the game, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll call that, we'll call that like a wild pitch yeah. where you threw it into the stands. Like, that's where, like, me and Cam, like, I'm the manager. He's the pitching coach. We're looking at each other. We're like, Holy Pro- problems? Yeah, we're like, problems? Or, Randy no, no, Johnson, like, John Crook pitch. It's all good. Do it like Randy Johnson and John Crook in the uh, All-Star game? <laughs> like, I, that's one thing I love about the NBA, man, is the look on coaches' faces sometimes. Because <laughs> like, they can't do anything. What are you going to do? They, exactly. The players run the league. Right, so yep. sometimes you just see like the coach sitting on the bench watching like his laughing. own team do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, and he's he, just he, probably thinking like, "God, are you stupid? Like, why did you just do that?" Like, but he's not going to flip out. He's just going to sit can't. there and stare into space. Yeah, but then they do the old cab. I love it. They put their hand over their mouth and they mutter something to the assistant yeah. beside him. <laughs> like, 
you know, you know they're muttering. I swear to God, I'm telling, I'm telling Masai we got to trade this guy. Like you know, what I mean, you know they're like we're trading this guy, man. We got to get rid of him. Uh, remember, like uh, Steve Kerr got caught on Mike this year. He he blatantly said, "I'm so effing sick of Draymond shit." That's what he said to an assistant coach. It was like he's like, "Time out, time out." And he looks great. over. Yeah. He's like, I'm so effing sick of Draymond shit. You know what I mean? Like, That's amazing. All right. I just found I just found uh, some uh, some great baseball facts. Fifteen things that have never happened in a Major League Baseball game. Yet. Fifteen things that have never happened. How about our family pitchers? Is two the most so far? I know, we know that Gaylord Perry and Jim Perry pitch against each other. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Bruh. I got great news, guys. Oh. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 Thank you very much, Yang. Hey, I'm Cam Stewart with the Fantasy Sports News Update from Major League Baseball. Yankees GM Brian Cashman said the team will be without pitcher Luis Severino for six more weeks, and the Ace could move to the bullpen when he does return this season, according to MLB Radio. The Yanks could also rely on him maybe as a 75-pitch starter to limit his workout. Serino, Severino has not thrown a pitch this year due to shoulder and lat injuries. We got one game in the afternoon uh, action there. Back to live action, fellas. Pittsburgh and Chicago, a very good one. Back and forth battle. Cubbies win. Cubbies win 4-3. to three. Craig Kimbrell with the save for Chicago. Bryant with home number home run number 15 for the Cubbies. 4-3, the final classic battles at Wimbledon. A great day today. Roger Feder loving that grass. The Swiss star emerged victorious in his 40th career meeting versus longtime rival Rafa Nadell, beating the Spaniard in the second semi of Wimbledon in four sets. 7-6, 1-6, 6-3, 6-4, the final. The match took just over three hours. Federer, a plus-130 dog on the betting board. Next up, Federer takes on number one seeded Novak Djokovic in Sunday morning's Wimbledon final. Djokovic ran into a really hot Roberto Bautista Agut in four, but he beat him in four sets. 6-2, 4-6, 6-3, 6-2. That was the first semifinal today. Dating back to last year's Wimbledon run, the 32-year-old Djokovic boasts a 31-1 record. The guy's on fire. His lone loss in the French Open semis this year. So Federer and Djokovic have met 47 times in their illustrious career. Djokovic holds a close 25-22 edge, including victories in Wimbledon's title matches in 2014 and 2015. Roger Federer seeking his ninth Wimbledon crown and 21st Grand Slam title, and Djokovic, the defending champ, seeking his fifth Wimbledon title and 16th major overall. Unbelievable betting line. Djokovic, the favorite, 185, and uh, Federer is the underdog right now at plus 165. Women's final Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Serena Williams versus Simona Halep. Serena's 11th Wimbledon final. She holds a 9-1 to edge in head-to-head matches over Halep, and she's also won the last five straight times they've met. Odds courtesy of our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Serena, minus 200 now. Halep, plus 163. As collecting bargaining negotiations set to begin, team owners in the NFL broaching the idea of an 18-game regular season, but a 16-game limit per player. 
in search of new revenue streams. They've long to believe, believed to be interested in expanding the regular season. Two extra games could generate roughly $2.5 billion in league revenue for the National Football League. The NFL and NFLPA have slated meetings. Three negotiated sessions set for July 17th to 19th, according to ESPN. Oakland Raiders offensive tackle Richie Incognito getting a two-game ban for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. He was involved in multiple off-field incidents last year. He'll miss the first two games for the Raiders. NBA News, Houston Rockets agreeing on a one-year deal with free agent center Tyson Chandler. There might not be done there, too. His team is really going for it. The Rockets pursuing a trade for Memphis Grizzlies swingman Andre Iguodala. Houston could use the veteran two-way star off the bench following Thursday's blockbuster acquisition of Russell Westbrook. The 35-year-old dealt from Golden State to Memphis in a cap move back on June 30th, and the Grizzlies anticipating uh, flipping him before the NBA season begins. We talked about this. Russell Westbrook, now a member of the Houston Rockets Thursday night. Here's how the betting odds shake down after the move at DraftKings Sportsbook after the move. Rockets were 15-1 to to win before. Now they're plus 750 to win the NBA championship. Houston was 51 and a half. Uh, that was their wins total for the season. It's up now to 52 and a half wins. In the NHL, the Columbus Blue Jackets among teams that have spoken to Mitch Marner's agent. Uh, the Leafs say, hey, it's a foregone conclusion. Any team that offers Marner a deal, they're going to match it. The Carolina Hurricanes have plucked one of the best free agents available. Ains signing forward Ryan Dezingle on a two-year deal worth $6.75 million. The 27-year-old had 26 goals and 56 points over 78 games split with Ottawa and Columbus. Jack Hughes, officially a New Jersey Devil, the, sign, the club signed uh, the top pick overall to a three-year entry-level deal, 925000 plus bonuses. Round two of the Scottish Open. We got a three-way tie at 14-under. Bernd Wiesberger, Lee Slattery, Eric Van Ruen all share the lead. Round two of the John Deere Classic on the PGA Tour. Johnny Vegas and Andrew Landry, they're both 13-under and share the lead. Vegas in the clubhouse. Landry finishing up his round. One game in the CFL tonight. Winnipeg and Toronto, the Bombers. Huge favorites, 14-and-a-half over-under in this game. Set at 51-and-a-half. Game time, 8.30 Eastern. NBA Summer League, OK and Croatia. Oklahoma City and Croatia just about to tip off. OKC minus 11, 167-and-a-half. And we got a baseball game, guys, going off in one minute. Washington and Philly, Nats minus 59 and a half, Strasburg versus Pavetta. Gabe and I will go through the rest of the baseball board. They're back, full slates, everybody. We'll go through that, CFL, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned, hour two of Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready, Rage Radio, level two, up two. Uh, starting Monday, we'll be kicking it uh, from the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook at the Meadowlands uh, racetrack. Uh, we look forward to uh, Cam coming back down and hanging out uh, for a weekend uh, once again. Uh, good times uh, betting the ponies uh, last time. We'll be doing the show out of there on a nightly basis. You know, it's going to get, there's going to be some crazy nights there, Cam. Just imagine Monday night football. Like when oh, take, take, take the Monday night football. I'm going to be there doing a live show while the Jets are playing <laughs> Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield and the Browns and stuff. It's going to be a circus, man. Like we'll be doing a pregame show from over there. I'm going to go to that game, though. How do I not go to that game? Like when I'm in the damn parking lot doing a show before the game camp. Yeah. Like Come that, on. Odell uh, Beckham's that, return to New York. That's Monday night yeah. football. But, dude, like, I, you know. I like going to NFL games. I enjoy it. But at the same point in time, 
it's a it's a production. You know what I mean? You miss the other games, you end up getting hammered, and you know the whole Sunday turns into a shit show. But um, it's a little different for me because I'm so close, right? Like I'm literally 15 minutes from an NFL stadium, so uh, we're gonna be there anyways. But it's crazy because week one, the Buffalo Bills play against uh, the New York Jets on Sunday afternoon. Week two, the Buffalo Bills play against the New York Giants at the Meadowlands. Back-to-back weeks, Cam. Week one and week two with the Buffalo Bills in New York. And then that Monday night of week two is the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets on Monday night football, which would be an epic game. But I don't know if my liver can handle three NFL football games in a span of eight days. I got yeah. I, I got to be honest with you too. Uh, I'd rather go to the Monday night one because it's the only game in town. You know, with Sunday too, and the way we are in today's world with the betting. But then again, Gabe, the way things I'm are going. I'm a Bills fan app, though. Yeah, that's another thing. You're a Bills fan. You got apps on your phone, so ding, ding, ding. You could probably take care of business while you're at the arena, and that's why that's why they have these uh, betting I'm not apps gonna that you go. can use. I most likely won't go to the Monday nighter, uh, but I'll go to the the first two Bill games. You know, I'll go see the Bills versus the Jets. Bills uh, versus the Giants. I'll have a nice uh, big play on the Bills season win total uh, to the over as well. Uh, The Chicago Cubs victorious earlier this afternoon against uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Cubs win 4-3. Big series. One of uh, multiple big-time division uh, matchups that me and Cam talked about uh, yesterday. That's that's a big series. Another really big uh, series is uh, Washington and Philadelphia, Cam. It is, and that game just off the board uh, right now. Uh, live yeah, six line, o'clock start. Yeah, yeah six o five start. Nationals live line minus one thirty. Philadelphia Phillies plus one hundred. Total eight and a half. Strasburg so versus Pavetta. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, man. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, they had the two o five game and the six o five game. I kind of lean Nationals, but uh, not the best game on the board. Gabe, we'll find something better tonight. Big slate. Uh, don't look now, guys, but the Cleveland Indians are smoking hot. They were 6-0 going into the All-Star break. They're playing at home tonight. They got Clevenger on the hill against uh, Gibson. And uh, the Minnesota Twins will jump into the Major League Baseball board on the other side. Game time decisions. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decisions ready. Major Radio continues. Let's jump into the Major League uh, Baseball board. The Toronto Blue Jays um, take on the New York Yankees uh, this evening in the Bronx. And um, it makes sense now. Actually, I saw I saw a couple of uh, I saw a couple of families today, tourist looking families wearing uh, Blue Jay uh, hats and stuff. But I didn't really. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, you know what? I thought it was strange. I noticed there was a kid today wearing a Blue Jay Strowman like T-shirt, but he had a brand new Yankee hat on. So I sort of did a double take. I stopped and I looked at the kid, and I was thinking, I was like, 
is this kid a Yankee fan from New York who, you know, because they, they really want Strowman in New York here. No, do like, they ever. They, yeah. People in New Long York Island? act like Strowman's like J.R. Richard or like Doc Gooden or something. I know. I know. Like, have you guys even, seen a picture of the Blue Jays? Like, <laughs> even, even, even Kurtz, he's like, hey, he's from, you know, right near my hometown when I'm doing the weekend show with him. But yeah, then yeah, again, yeah. When Strowman went to New York, he might as well have wore a Yankees jersey instead of yeah, a Blue Jays. He did. He's and, like, and please, I was, please. You know, and I was, it's funny, I went out for lunch with Griff and he said the same thing. Like, when they were talking about Strowman, they're on the road trip. He told me, like, when the Yankee reporters came in the room, Stroh's like, hey, I'm available. I'm available, man. When it's all the, like, the Toronto guys, he's like, get out of here, man. I, 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 I've already talked to you. <laughs> he's like, oh, you should have seen him when the New York media came up. Stroh, beep, popped right out. Hey, guys, uh, want to yeah, chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny, too? I heard Kurt say, and I've heard other people in New York say it here, that he has the type of mentality to pitch in New York. I'm thinking, this guy's incredibly thin-skinned. Yeah, like we've yeah. seen Strowman. He gets like he's pretty thin-skinned, actually. So I, I don't know. He's a good pitcher. Though. I don't have a problem with him. I like him, but you know, I just think that it's it's funny. Like they they really big him up. Like Strowman's putting well, him over the top or something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, but then but anyway, yeah. No, I know. Just quickly on that point, though, Hap's been really disappointing. So I do believe if Strowman came, like look at that rotation with their bullpen too. It's different with the Yankees. He gives them like okay. four or five good innings, and then they could throw in out of Eno and Britain and everybody else. So, yeah, I get it. Let's take yeah, a look at the board. He does have swag, too. Like, he would. It would be okay. fun to watch him in a Yankee uniform in the Bronx. Like, on a good team. He's never really pitched on a good team too much. He was on a good team briefly, but yeah. he was young. Um, so, the Blue Jays are plus 250 tonight. Uh, Herman is uh, minus 300. Monster favorites uh, tonight. Aaron Sanchez, man, what is that? Then Sanchez is a good pitcher. I don't know what's going on with this kid right now. Blisters, blisters. It's, it's always, always the blisters. same thing. Yeah, I don't know what some... guys are doing. Why don't you talk to some old baseball players, Sanchez? Didn't they used to like I even say like piss on their hands or get yeah. some some kind of super cream? Yeah, like, it I sounds understand. nasty, but you're right. Like Moises Alou like, used to do that. No batting glove. Yeah. He used to piss on his hand to make his hands yeah. hard. You know, whatever you can do to make your skin hard out, Gabe. You should tell him how to shred, play guitar, get some damn calluses. Harden up those fingers and stop getting blisters for God's sake. I don't understand this either. Like for like what uh, it's bizarre world. It's always Sanchez. Dude, he was 0-6. He's on an eight-game losing streak. He hasn't won in nine starts. Uh, in the month of June, he was 0-6 with an ERA of over 12. He didn't suck in his last start before the All-Star break. Uh, he had a decent performance. He gave up two runs on three hits uh, over five innings, but that was against the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, what are you going to do with this game? You can't lay minus 300. Uh, no. You can lay a run and a half if you want. Uh, what do you make of this game? I, I have a lean to the Yankees. I'm going to lay off. I think it's a dangerous game if you want to bet New York because of the all-star break. Hey, Gabe, we were right last night. It's actually funny. We should have stayed away from that stupid CFL game and bet on uh, Texas. Great job by Lynn in Texas. That's the other thing that pissed me off. And the undercash too nothing. easily. I know. I, the undercash, like everything. I, I didn't want to take that over. I like Lynn, man. And... Uh, Texas, they got to exactly the game played out opposite to what we thought in the CFL game. Texas score, Lynn does his thing. They hold, come on, man. And then we put money on a freaking BC Lions team. That pissed me off. I'll tell you one thing, dangerous betting the Yankees tonight. The game back from the All-Star break, but I can't take the Blue Jays either. Pass, but I do like a couple other games. I'm not betting. I would lay the run line, but you got to lay minus 166 to get the run line. Like at minus one and a half. It's not a smart bet. Um, you want to put the Yankees in a parlay, guys, if you're a parlay playing puke, like Lou would say. 
But Lou is admitting he's a parlay playing puke. He's a guy out of the parlay. Lou tells yeah, us yeah, about yeah. parlay playing pukes. I got to tell you something. He's the president of the parlay playing puke fan club yeah. recently with his MMA parlays. Like, yeah, dude, he's like, oh, no, we, I had it a parlay. Exactly. Are we, then, all, are we all puking? And then the best is to lose. Like, I only bet football and fighting. And then we're finding out he's got like three or four WNBA futures, too. <laughs> I know. I know. We're learning a lot about Lou. Very good. There's a lot. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot more we don't know. Uh, as well, so but that's the like you said the about the battle. The battle's keeping us in the dark. Lou's keeping yeah. us in the dark. Steve Everyone's Merrill's running us... a daycare daycare yeah. clinic yeah. or Steve, something. I don't know what he's doing. Steve Merrill's got a Chinese food daycare center and some kind of compound. And me and you got to go out every day and sweat it out and tell you exactly how we're betting and what we're doing and how many units we're losing. God, we're transparent. These other guys are lying to us, man. Stop lying. You guys are all uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> liars, liars. Uh, You're a liar, yeah, Earl. Yeah. Tampa Bay minus 170. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Uh, the best is when Earl Weaver tells you how the up goes, you're a liar. And uh, Earl goes, I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. You're a nobody. And it's the best comeback ever. The ump. Without missing a beat, the ump goes, Hall of Fame. He goes, for what? Choking in a World Series? <laughs> <laughs> hey, shut up, Earl. Yeah, I know. Earl, yeah, Earl shut up, bro. Oh, Earl did. I'll knock you out. Yeah, and the ups were bigger than him, too. They're like, shut up, Earl. All right, so Chineros and uh, and Bundy. I know you're a Baltimore backer at times. The Baltimore Orioles plus 148 on their home field tonight. Chineros has pitched well, though, for Tampa. Gabe, I got to tell you something, man. Recently, there's two guys that you bet on with the Orioles. It's Bundy and Kashner. Uh, me and Kurtz, like, we take Baltimore on the weekend, and they're winning at plus 200. You're right, though. This game's a little bit tougher. Chirinos has been a nice story for Tampa Bay. He's been a lot better. I'm looking at Baltimore. I'm not pulling the trigger yet, but uh, the next game on the board, I will be betting. How about this, that you, said, that you said is hot. I'm going to be betting. Dylan Bundy's best start of 2019 came at home against these very same Tampa Bay Rays where he uh, scattered three hits over seven and a third scoreless innings to earn uh, the victory, um, as you mentioned, Dylan Bundy's a lot better than his 4-10 record would indicate. Uh, he's been pitching a very well uh, this year, but like I said, man, Chineros has been really good. I you can't, I wouldn't be laying that. You can't be laying that type of price on the road, guys. Nope. Um, nope. So talking about that red-hot team, talking Wait, about what? the Tribe and Mike yeah. Clevenger, 6-0 and in their last six baseball games. Uh, these guys, man, they, they've actually cut this lead to six games. I'm on uh, coming into the series. Well, five and a half, I should say, coming into the series right now. A six in the win column. Cleveland's playing good baseball, and they have that winning pedigree, Cam. They do, and they can smell Minnesota. Remember, Gabe, before, it was funny. We, we talked about these guys when they were 11 to 1 or whatever, Then they had the big lead, and now we could have bet Cleveland at crazy odds. It's funny, ah. that division has just been crazy spurts both ways. Like Could have had both, both a big plus money I know. Right <laughs> That's the thing. Like We could have, as uh, as gamblers, we could have had both. Locked in at plus money, sat back and laughed it all up. But instead, we bet the BC Lions. Eventually, I'll get this game out of my mind, but I'm still upset. Might take another day. Cleveland's hot. Clevenger played good. His last start. I really like the situation, and they could smell it, Gabe. It's what you said. They know Minnesota's playing well right now, but Cleveland, the pedigree. I like their attitude during the All-Star game, too, with Tito and the team. They kind of know. They look very loose, but confident, and I think they can go in there. Mike Clevenger, if he's healthy, that's a good price for them at home. I will lay 45 cents. I'm a fan of Gibson Guitars and uh, Minnesota, but I got to go with uh, Cleveland. Hot team, like, good attitude right now. They're playing. They, they feel it right now. Hot, hot, hot. Cleveland, 
Cleveland's minus 130 right now at FanDuel. That's a reasonable number. I think they get it done yeah. uh, this evening on their home field as well. New York Mets at the uh, the Marlins. Um, Vargas on the hill here tonight. Minus 112 road favorites against uh, Caleb Smith of the Miami Marlins. Dangerous game. Uh, Vargas, he's one of those guys. He's actually pitched better than people have projected. Caleb Smith came back after the DL game, but not his best work. He was really, really good for a while, and then he then he went and got hurt, and then he didn't pitch as well. I can't pull on the Marlins at that price, but it wouldn't shock Hard me to if pull. they won. Pass. Hard to pull on either team here, really. Yeah, it is. I'm going to walk away from that game. Pass. And he said, Smith was pitching well earlier in the year, but he hurt his hip. Like a yep. golfer, and that hip, and you're a pitcher, you need that hip movement, you know? Power. Yep, you need that. Yeah. For sure. It hasn't been the same. All right, we'll continue. Dodgers, Red Sox, big time matchup. Great series. Great series. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You want two risk free ragers up to a thousand bucks? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a points bet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk free bets up to a thousand bucks. In addition to traditional betting, points bet offers you its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet by. For example, if you bet the Washington Huskies minus three and they cover the spread by 10 points, you'll receive 10 times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to 1000 bucks. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over only. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. Marenzi. Uh, well done. Uh, thank you, uh, Cam. Uh, I've just put together a uh, CFL showdown lineup for tonight. Uh, I'm just stacking sure. the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but you got to get one. Uh, you got to get one Argonaut uh, in here. Um, Argo? Yeah, I put James Wilder Jr. That's cool. Yeah, there... Wilder. If if you could fit Wilder Jr. in, I was gonna say if you want like an underrated guy who Bethel Thompson goes to a lot, Noel, Noel the receiver. Like you think it would be S.J. Green and Amarni Edwards, but it's not. Noel gets like a lot of looks from that guy, man. It's weird. Yeah, good call. Yeah, good call actually. Um, you know what? Noel is actually averaging 14 fantasy points a game, and he's 6,900 dollars. And James Wilder Jr. is averaging 14.8 game per game. He's 10,400. So good call, Cam. Thank uh, you. Right yeah, there. And, I just and they should be. It. Yeah. They'll the be Argos playing from behind too. They will be. They should be playing from behind. Noel's just one of those guys. He's a good receiver. Bethel Thompson knows he can trust him. He catches the ball. He doesn't fumble it. So yeah, it's something to consider if you need to save money. I've got. Uh, so I took uh, Matt Nichols, uh, Andrew Harris, Lucky Whitehead. James Wilder Jr. and the Bombers defense. Roll, roll the dice here a little bit. We'll, we'll put it. together, put together a baseball line and mix it up. I've had some bad beats gambling. Um, uh, uh, my account beaten down. Mr. Green is no more. Green. Uh, it's actually saved me money last night. I didn't have. Uh, they still wouldn't let me do the teaser, or whatever. I still lost on everything else. But I don't know what's going on in my account. Like it's there's no teasers on this. Uh, I. I've tried I've tried everything again. Thought it was maybe just the game. I tried like Argos and the over, whatever game. Nope, same thing. Just banker. Like there's no, it's 
it's like a, a flaw with the with with the system. Very odd. Gonna hit. No uh, got some CFL tomorrow. I like those games tomorrow. I like the Alouettes and yeah. that over kick. Yeah, the Alouettes grind. I like I like the over in that football game as well. I think the Argos are gonna cover the number tonight. Um, the difference between them and BC, it's pretty simple. Like I watch them play against BC and Bethel Thompson. At least one thing is he's a grinder, kind of like uh, the Alouettes. He gets the ball out game. in these camps. Yeah, Unlike he Rennick, the like ball. he can read yes. defense. He gets yes. the ball out, you know? Yes. They can nickel and dime you. I think Wilder and the Argo. I think the Argos, it's a lot of points tonight. I think Winnipeg wins the game, but maybe by like 9, 10, not 14. So I, I think the Argos are the dog. I know BC wasn't for us, but I think uh, I think they show up tonight and cover the number. It's hard to take these teams, but I have a hell of a lot more faith in them than I do in the uh, BC Lions offense. I'll tell you that. Um, just for the record, for you DFS players, um, the optimizers looking at Garrett Cole as the best pitching option uh, tonight mm-hmm. over at DraftKings, uh, Garrett Cole. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll share a couple of DFS baseball tips before we're done, but looking at the game from a betting perspective, uh, me and Cam both agreed. It's a tricky board uh, tonight. You know, the Yankees, what are you going to do? You're going to lay minus 300? You're not doing that. So you can put them in a parlay if you want. You can lay a run and a half, but I wouldn't recommend laying a run and a half, but you got to lay minus 166, 170 to do it. Uh, Tampa could be a trap tonight, guys, against Bundy on the road. I don't like laying 170 on the road. Minnesota, Cleveland's the one that me and Cam agree on. The Cleveland uh, Indians have been hot. They're a six-game win streak coming out of the All-Star break uh, right now. Mets, Marlins is a pass. L.A. Dodgers and the Boston Red Sox. Maeda and Rodriguez uh, tonight, uh, Cam. Uh, fun Fun uh, World Series uh, rematch, actually, and uh, old-school traditional matchup, Dodgers-Sox. I'll tell you, Gabe, uh, looking at the game, uh, I want to take Boston. The one problem that the Dodgers have had in the rotation, it's not Kershaw, it's not Bueller, it's not anybody, it's Maeda. He's been the the one weak link uh, on that team. He hasn't been very consistent, but the Dodgers can rake. And uh, maybe so, I guess the more I'm talking myself into this game, maybe the over. Because I think Boston will be able to get runs on Maeda. And I think, conversely, I think uh, the, the Dodger bats will be hot. They'll have a lot of a fan base, too, there. You know the Dodgers travel well. I see runs, 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 and more runs, Gabe. It's a beautiful day outside, too. So you got to believe that uh, it's happening. You know what I mean? That There's going to be, pew, pew, ball's going to be flying there at Fenway, buddy. I think good the call. old play. Pretty high number, though. But, yeah, good call. You're right. I can see you're right. The Dodgers and Red Sox, they, they could get after it. The total is 10. Shaded to the over, minus 116. One thing about this is, and look, you know I'm a Dodger fan, but I'm not in love with this game tonight. It's an East Coast game. They're reconvening. You had a bunch of Dodgers that were at the All-Star game. You had a bunch of dudes that were spread out around everywhere. So now they're all meeting in, in Boston. And the Boston Red Sox, we've talked about this before, and the Red Sox didn't respond. But the Red Sox need to start winning baseball games. And, you know, this is the unofficial start of the second half of the season right now. You know, the Red Sox are going to be coming to play tonight. Should be a fun series. I like where you're going with the over. Uh, I'll pass on my Ada tonight. I like to see how it plays out tonight and then jump in tomorrow. Who's pitching tomorrow in this stuff? Because you know this is you know this is going to be on Fox tomorrow, right? And then and on tomorrow, Sunday night, probably ESPN. It tomorrow is stripling, we have stripling, stripling and sale. Ooh, see, tomorrow you get the Dodgers at plus 150. That's nice. Very nice. Yeah. Okay, back oh. to tonight. So I'm gonna pass on this game. Dodgers and uh, Dodgers and Red Sox. I'm passing. You're going with the over. 
yeah, I think uh, small play to the over. I'm not going crazy on it, but I think uh, we'll get some runs tonight, definitely. Ten and so a I half is reasonable. I mentioned the Daily Roto, uh, the Daily Roto optimizer, um, likes Garrett Cole as the top uh, top DFS pitching pick uh, tonight. Cole is riding an eight game unbeaten streak. Uh, he's gone five and zero in his last eight starts with a 1.76 earned run average. He struck out 70 batters over the last 51 innings. Um, he leads the American League with 170 uh, strikeouts. Garrett Cole, this is uh, pretty impressive. He has not lost since May 22nd. Wow. He has not lost since May 22nd when he gave up six runs uh, to the Chicago White Sox. Um, he's 4-2 and two in his career with a 3.72 earned run average and eight starts against uh, the Texas Rangers. Meanwhile, we've got uh, Jesse Chavez on the hill here tonight, making his fourth consecutive start and eighth overall this year after losing each of the last two. Lost to Minnesota uh, in his last uh, start. You know what, Cam? You, we were on. You and I both loved Texas last night, and that that I hope that we got to we got to really bet against that Valdez guy next time he pitches, Cam. He's horrible. If he's in, yeah, like he's given up fifteen. He's given up fifteen runs in his last seven innings. This guy. Um, but right. tonight's not the night I like Texas, Cam. Well, what do you make of this one? I think Houston's going to beat them. Yeah, they should. Uh, I'm not you want, you do, That's the thing, Gabe. Uh, when I look at this game, what are we going to do? You like two things. You either take Houston minus one and a half, minus 135, or you find a dancing parlay partner with Houston at minus 220. I'm with you. Chavez has pitched better, but Cole, he's a, he's a Cy Young candidate. Houston coming off a loss. Yeah, all signs point to the Astros tonight, so... I don't like to lay 220. I'd prefer to have a, a, a parlay partner. I, a games that I like, Yankees, uh, Milwaukee, I, I think Milwaukee Milwaukee Yankees, will give you Astros, a nice take man. back. Yeah, Yankees-Astros will pay. It's I like Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee because it's only 190, and the Yankees are minus 280, so I get more of a take back. I think uh, uh, Anderson beats Anderson tonight. C. Anderson over S. Anderson, Gabe. So uh, <laughs> that's what I think I'm going to be parlaying it with. But I'm with you. I wouldn't talk you out of taking the Yankees, but I'm not laying 220. Parlay Houston or run line. Uh, Sean Anderson versus Chase Anderson, as yeah. Cam alluded to. Um, San Francisco have been playing good baseball going into the All-Star break, actually. Uh, seven have. and three in their last ten baseball games, but there's still seven games under 500. they They're not in the playoff picture. They're, they're going to be sellers in a couple of weeks uh, as the trade deadline approaches July 31st. And this year, it's a hard, a hard deadline. There's no waiver wire trades to be made this year. They set a rule where it's just it's over July 31st. Chase Anderson, Milwaukee had not been playing good baseball going into the no. break. They're a team that probably needed a couple of days off. Cam, I couldn't agree with you more. I also think uh, I, that's part of the reason I'm taking Milwaukee tonight. I think the break came at a good time for them. I think the Giants have been overachieving, Marenzi. And uh, I like Chase Anderson, actually. He's been really good recently when you watch him pitch. He's been a ple pleasant surprise for Milwaukee. I think the Brewers at home understand the importance of the second half. I think they go and kick uh, the Giants' ass tonight. Give me uh, the Brewers. I don't want to take 190, so I'm going to parlay them. Or uh, you could take the minus one and a half, but I prefer to take the road team. But I like the Brew crew to get it done at uh, buck 90 tonight. Feels like there could be some runs in this baseball game. Sean Anderson, San Francisco yeah. Giant pitcher. Uh, he pitched on July 3rd. He allowed four runs on eight hits uh, at San Diego. And um, you look at Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson has failed to uh, to get through six innings in each of his last uh, five starts. 
I don't really know what that means. Nobody gets through six innings. Anymore. That's that's uh, the thing. Like Chase Anderson hasn't been that bad. He's been okay. Like, no, no, you're a, right. Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of a manipulated stat there. I think he's been all right. He's got a four three two earned run average. Yeah, it's, he's okay. He's okay. He's at home. Uh, I, I I think Milwaukee. I just like Milwaukee tonight. It's just one of those games, and you're not paying a, a premium like the Yankees and some of the other favorites. So the Brew Crew makes my card. I can't help but uh, think of uh, Brian Blessing when I look at this game. Uh, Detroit at Kansas City. And uh, I just hear Brian Blessing going, that's a real dog's breakfast. Yeah, dog's breakfast, uh, guys. Yeah, Spencer <laughs> Turnbull versus uh, Danny Duffy. But <laughs> Duff Man, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, premium Duff. So I know, Cam, Duff, Duff, Duff Man's your guy. Danny Duffy's your guy. I like uh, We'll find out if Cam <laughs> likes Danny Duffy and the Kansas City Royals. A 30 and 61. Wow, they're 31 games under 500. <laughs> they're horrible, but Detroit's horrible too. Taking they're on the 28 and 57. The worst teams in baseball. Face off. They're both 2 and 8 in their last 10 games. Turnbull versus Duffy coming up next. <laughs> yeah. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Actually watched the Simpsons uh, last night, and uh, I just sort of randomly I was like, ah, season twelve, and I don't look for like specific episodes. I'll just sort of pick a season, pick an episode, and um, generally I'll watch them unless it's like a big sort of Lisa and uh, Marge type episode. Agreed. Uh, but I got lucky uh, last night. I got uh, Hungry Homer's um, Hunger Strike. With the with the isotopes, amazing. Great yeah, too with the hot dog. Have a have a hot dog, Homer. It's like uh, jalapeno peppers. Peppers. Uh, spicy salsa. Wait a minute. These are Southwest condiments. Yeah, exactly. It's great. They are moving to Dave Albuquerque. Uh, great, great episode. Um, all right. So Detroit and Kansas City. Um, real, um, yeah, it's, it's a man, it's a tough one, but what, what do you, what do you make of this one here, Cam? Uh, you pulling yeah. the trigger with your boy Duffy? Gabe, I wouldn't be me if I wasn't. Yeah. I'm going down for a nice cold, smooth Duff at minus 130. I'm on Duff, man. It's not going to be a huge play tonight. Just kind of a statement against you better hope the you Detroit get a Duff. You better hope you get a Duff and not a uh, FUD. FUD. Yeah. I feel like I'm betting this game. It's, it sounds like, uh, they're serving me up FUD. Not Duff, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take double D. Danny Duffy, Duffy is winless. He's winless in his last I know. eight games, I know. but I know. I know. he's posted but. quality starts in five of them, including yes. his last start when yes. he gave up two runs over six and two third innings against the Cleveland Indians. Turnbull's oh he had one good start too. I remember he he had one start where he was on fire. Other than that, he gets rocked. He gets knocked around. 
I like the, I like the Royals tonight. It's a short price. I'm not going crazy on it, but they're a better team than the Tigers. They're at home with Merrifield and the boys. We'll get it done tonight. Give me Kansas City. It makes the card. Gabe, just quickly on the on a horse racing note, there was a jockey that I bet all the time. I didn't play all of his races because the show started. I wasn't on top of it. He had three races today. Junior Alvarado at uh, Saratoga that just opened up this week. Listen to these numbers on two dollar bets: twenty seven eighty, twenty nine sixty. So fourteen to one, sixteen to one. And 1280, 6-1, to one, not, no, no favorites. Guy won three of those races, the last three races, and his horse is involved in the $2 pick six, 34850 it paid. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they blew it up today at Saratoga. That's why I almost like think horse racing, like just play some numbers. It's kind of like people go and buy lottery tickets or whatever, you know? Exactly. Like sometimes just play random numbers. Like you, can, you might be able to hit it for a couple grand, but you got a better chance to win at the horses than you do at the lottery. That's for sure. Crazy. I just saw. Uh, yeah. I just saw. I just saw Twitter too that uh, somebody just lost a uh, thirty-one million dollar hand in the World Series of poker. Are you serious? Oh my god! Well, thirty-one, 31 million dollars in chips. Hand? Oh in yeah, chips. yeah, yeah, on chips, but still, yeah. Yeah, but that's... they're they're down to the final tables now. So like, uh, oh. yeah. Let me get. I'll get the details and. He got beat on a river. <laughs> like, oh, no. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you should oh, see his face, no, bro. No, like, he's no. sitting there, and he just looks up. Like, because it's funny. I was bitching him. We were bitching about our bad beats earlier. And I saw, and I'm like, well, there's one guy in Vegas right now who's just walking outside the Rio thinking, oh, my effing God. Like, oh, that's unbelievable. What the just hell happened to me? Yeah, yeah. Here, let me be the. Uh, like, that, that, like, like, yeah, we're, we're worried about a little CFL bet. Like, like if I was in a situation for that kind of money and that happened, I don't even know how I'd react. Like, like I think you'd be physically ill. Like, you, I don't know what you'd do. What do you do? Like, I wouldn't react well. No, I don't think I'd. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I would, know that. Knowing me, I'd probably have, like, a heart attack. Like, my heart would skip a beat. Like, I don't know what the hell would happen. No, I wouldn't react well I either. would, honestly, I wouldn't have the energy to, like, you destroy to anything. I agree, yeah, no, I'd be weak. Like, I'd be like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, That's I'd want to collapse mean. almost. Like, like you know what you I mean? You could knock me over with I a I would feather. get up, Cam. I know myself. I would get up and walk out. Like, yeah. right on the spot. I'd just get up yep. and put my hood on. Like, you didn't know, play poker with your hoodie, your glasses. Yep. I'd be like, put your hand up. Just see ya. Walk out. Earlier in the week, I don't know if you saw the guy. Um, he freaking lost it, man. He jumped on top of the table, and he pulled his unit out. He said, suck really? this. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He got tackled God. by security and stuff. That's not, that's not a good move. So uh, is oh, it was he, uh, pocket aces. Sorry, early pocket aces. Guy loses $31 million in chip head with pocket aces at the main event of the World Series of Poker. What a story, man. That's, I don't even know what, how to react. So the guy who whipped out his uh, unit there, did he get it like yeah. this? Did, did he go fine? Probably not jail time for that, but you get probably a pretty good fine, I'm thinking. Actually, no, no, the cops, yeah, by the end of it, because he could have, you know what? He got on a table, and he started dancing, sort of like an old-school stripper. He was like just that. an older dude. And everyone in the casino was actually cheering him at first. Yeah. And he was like, this is bullshit. Well, he was bitching about something. <laughs> you know, he got knocked out of the turn. He was bitching. He was blaming the dealer or whatever. He's like, he's he's bitching. And he jumped up on, on, on another table at the Rio. And... Then he started like this robing and then he mooned everybody. And even then security didn't come. And you could hear you could hear one of the bosses telling him, yo, get off the table. And <laughs> uh, then he pulled out the front 
And uh oh yeah, yeah and then guy. like oh yeah, then they got pissed. Then finally like it was security tackled him, and then the cop showed up. So yeah, no, he's under arrest. Like he's gonna get charged with exposure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, update for you, Gabe. Uh, Washington uh, put up a two spot. They're up two to nothing. Uh, live uh, line, Washington minus three hundred. Phillies plus two thirty. Total nine and a half. So good start for the Nationals. I should have. I like the Nationals today too, but we were too busy uh, doing other uh, stuff. Yeah, uh, early, Pavetta but I kinda, sucks. Yeah, Pavetta does suck. Actually, he's a good uh, bait pitcher for sure. Ponce, Ponce de Leon and Robbie Ray tonight. Arizona's in St. Louis. Um, um, Adam Wainwright was going to go here tonight, but uh, Wainwright's yep. a scratch. Ponce de Leon is in minus one twelve against Robbie Ray. Tough game. I I I, I really want to take the Cardinals. I lean but. Cardinals, too. Still with Ponce de Leon, I lean Cardinals. It's just one of those games at Arizona. Like, there's just one of those teams. Like, you know, I think they'll attract some money tonight. Robbie Ray's a good pitcher, but I like Ponce de Leon. He's very solid. They're at home. And what are they laying, Gabe? What are you seeing? I'm seeing 15 cents. One, 112. 20 cents tops. Yeah, like, it's low. It's a pick em basically, right? I have a lean to the Cardinals. I'm not going to – I'm not necessarily going to make the card yet, but I lean St. Louis Cardinals. All right. What else do we have here uh, this evening? Colorado. <laughs> Colorado hosts Cincinnati uh, tonight. The Battle of Grays, gray skies yeah. in the Mile yeah. High City uh, tonight. Sunny, some... Sunny versus John. Yeah. Here's some like... stuff from Mark Lawrence's uh, database. He like uh, John since... Gray, four and hole, four and zero at home career team starts in this series, two and zero versus and at, at the National League Central uh, this year. Uh, Sunny Gray. Uh, I don't really. 24 last six overall. I don't get it. Oh, two and four. Okay. Yeah. Sonny Gray's two and four. The last six starts in the month of July. Uh, Mark's going with the, the month uh, stats here. Tough, tough, tough game here tonight, man. This game could go either way. I agree. Like, I, when Babano was talking, I was thinking, yeah, you know, I'm just going to bet the Reds is a dog. Uh, no. Sonny Gray's been better, but John Gray's still pretty decent. I'm with you, Gabe. Like, it's not enough for me to take Cincinnati tonight. I like them in a dog position, but. I think I might have to pass on this game. It's tough, but I want to take Sonny. Plus 120. Right, let's, let's blast through the uh, the next uh, three games here. We have the Chicago White Sox, Nova versus your boy Fires here tonight, Oakland. Oakland's a big favorite, man. Minus they 186. Are. I'm going to pass, uh, but the White Sox don't do enough for me, so pass on that game, Gabe. No no desire. Yeah, yeah, you can. I, I, I agree with the pass. Uh, Seattle and the Angels. Seattle this and is, the Angels. I'm going to take the Angels here. I, I think Cole. I like. I think I like. Uh, even though Leak's not too bad, I like Cole in the spot. It's 60 cents. Um, I think the Angels are a better team than Seattle. Uh, they're at home. They need to make a statement. I just I, I like their lineup a hell of a lot more. I I think the Angels can get it done with Cole. Gabe, give me give me the Angels. I think the Angels they get it done here tonight. My problem with the Angels is it's minus. The juice. Uh, I agree 100. percent Minus 166 at FanDuel. It's not that bad. That's sort yeah. of the cutoff. That that's sort of the cutoff there. Atlanta Braves, Dallas Keuchel uh, tonight in San Diego. Uh, I like San Diego. I think uh, I know Keuchel's been okay for them. Lamette is pretty good with San Diego. They're at home. Uh, it won't be a huge play, a small play on the Padres. I like the position for the Padres. Atlanta's one of those teams, Gabe. I you know, I just, I, I think the Padres are really, really close to becoming, to doing special things, and they're a pick at home. It's just enough for me to make a small play. Give me Lamette and the San Diego Padres tonight at a pick I got to tell you, this Dallas Keuchel signing was a 
great idea by the Atlanta Braves. It was. It was. Um, I don't know why people waited so long to sign this guy. He's a good pitcher. Fantasy people don't like him because he doesn't strike people out. Uh, but, you know, for a guy, he, he was out. Look, Keiko makes his fifth straight uh, start um, in his past two outings. He's only given up four runs on 10 hits, three walks, and 14 and a third innings. He's just going to get better as the season uh, goes on. It's a tough game here tonight, uh, Cam. To me, this is a real toss-up, uh, this game. I it lean is. Braves. I think the Braves is the better baseball team. Something that's not talked about with the Braves, very good on the road, 26-18 and 18 on the road, Cam, the Braves. Solid. Yeah, yeah I, have a, I have a lean to the Padres, but it's just one of those things I'm not going to pull the trigger yet. You're right. Very, very good game. Uh, we were talking about uh, Seattle as well against uh, Cole. Mike Leake has actually won four of his last five decisions. He's been good. He's been good. Yeah, he, he, he has been uh, pitching well. Um, Cole here tonight is uh, not really the starter. They're going. Um, I see here Cole will serve as the opener before turning the ball over to Felix Pena. It's one of those deals. Yeah. I kind of like Felix Pena. When he, when he comes into games, he, he's been doing okay. I think the Angels are one of those teams, you know, you play that pitcher by committee game. It'll be fine for them. Leak's okay. I just worry about the Seattle bats. I still have a lean to uh, the Angels in that game. I'll go with that Yankees-Astros uh, parlay. Minus 107. You're going to do the Astros and the Brewers in a parlay? Yeah, I am. I'm going to take, actually, I might even do something crazy, Gabe. I might go uh, uh, Brewers and throw uh, our boy Dan Duffy in the parlay to get real ballsy. That, that is ballsy. That's something someone would do after they drank about 22 duffs. You're right. That sounds like a duff parlay to me. I don't want to hear FUD at the end of the night. Just simply duff. But I will tell you that, Gabe, I, I, this CFL boy, game Hager, after last I, night. Hager's in the chat. Or Hager's hey, what's, beer. What's Hager's name? What's he, who's he drinking today? Hey, Homer, it's the, the beer of Danish Kings. Oh, yeah. He goes, I go, Hager, what do you want me to pick you up with the liquor? Tuborg. I'm like, Tuborg? Remember Mo? Tuborg, Homer. It's the beer of Danish Kings. Yeah, when they what had they the have that when they the were out at sea in international yeah, the water? Yeah. <laughs> and the monkey fighting? <laughs> yeah, two board. Two board. Oh, that was the other episode I watched two of them last night. By chance, <laughs> season 12 is really good. They're starting to hit their I like peak. It. Was, sure uh, it was uh, Lieutenant Smash, <laughs> the boy band, That's joined awesome. the Navy. Uh, it's, a, it's a great episode. The great, I love when Millhouse sees the Statue of Liberty. He's like, the Statue of Liberty, where are we? Um, great, great stuff. So, yeah, the game, those are the games to catch my eye here tonight, Cam. The three, three baseball picks. We're not pushing the envelope here tonight. Cleveland Indians, minus 130. Yankees Astros parlay, minus 107. St. Louis Cardinals, uh, minus 112. Yeah, I'm going to do uh, take a shot with the uh, Cleveland Indians. My boy, Danny Duffy, let's have a cold duff. And Milwaukee, Gabe, I'm also going to do a round-robin parlay. I'm taking the Argos tonight, plus 14 and a half. Gabe, I think uh, it's a little bit too many inflated points, and they'll grind tonight and maybe lose by seven. Good luck to you, buddy. Ballsy. Great job, gang. Great weekend, everybody. We'll see you uh, Monday from the book. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. What you missed on Game Time Decisions. But Arrow, of course, uh, this show's been on. You know what? To be honest, though, what Cam? Man, this show, this show, has been on. Um, pretty much at every time of the day, hasn't it been? It's like, been a lot. I, I, I think we were on at noon or something like that at one point. Yeah. Like I remember we were on in the morning or afternoon, like sort of noon or one o'clock or something. Nights when we were nine. doing it out of Toronto, we were doing it at nighttime because I remember we were on when Coughlin Diamond won the race. Yeah, we were happier times. I think, I, think <laughs> I, dream was, yeah. about those. I, I dream about those. I dream about those. Honestly, and I don't want to watch that past, race. I, oh, it's, that was so nice. Like those were. I watched. I watched uh, the race a couple of Saturdays ago when I was drunk. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Reminiscing. I don't blame yeah. you. I don't. Man, we smoked the field that night, man. Like it was, I remember shit. watching you. I, I went up and I go, "Is this horse going wire to wire?" And he just kept on going and going and going and stretching it. And the call was the best. Oh my God, wire to like it was just like. And I looked at the time. I'm like, God, man. Yeah, Gary guy. Uh, Gary, yeah, Gary guy. Gary guy. Gary yeah. guy even said coughly. I'm like, like, wow. Whoa. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was one time. Gary guy was like our best friend. It was amazing, and uh, it was a night they didn't even blow up the tote board as bad as some of the other nights, too. Still went off at, like, you know, it was even money or whatever, but totally destroyed the field. Uh, yeah, those are happy times. I'm with okay, you, Gabe. So. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to move forward, but I, okay, I still cool. have a lot of angst towards the CFL, but we'll get into that uh, yeah, as the yeah, show yeah, progresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were on at 4 o'clock. Though. We've been on at 4 o'clock for the last, I don't know, year or two or whatever. Yeah. Um, and um, now, of course, we're on at 5 o'clock, uh, but starting on uh, Monday, uh, we will be broadcasting this show uh, from the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Meadowlands uh, racetrack, and um, and then we'll be doing uh, the uh, the weeknight live in-play show with a bunch of contributors uh, from the network and uh, wager talk and more. Um, so, um, you know, football season's around the corner. Everything's starting to ramp up. Programming is starting to get uh, settled uh, for the football season, which is uh, really around the corner. The preseason starts in about three weeks' time. Let's bring in Babano right now, who's... Uh, handicapping the CFL on a weekly basis that's already uh, started. And Babano, uh, me and Cam were talking earlier about the pathetic, embarrassing display uh, put forth last night uh, by the BC Lions. That's pretty much the best way to sum it up. I mean, it was an absolute uh, uh, annihilation. Uh, It was a dismantling, and they looked like they didn't even belong. Uh, on the same field as the Edmonton Eskimos last night. And it's funny you mentioned uh, the embarrassment uh, that it was. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. 